Hey everybody, welcome to, or welcome back to, Game Master's Getaway. Tonight we help good friend Matt out with a case of GMT. He's running too many games. Too, too many games. Now, you're probably thinking to yourself, what? Two episodes in one day? What the hell's going on? Man, I felt really bad for leaving y'all hanging last week. We had the episode, I just didn't, didn't uh, get around to editing it. So I went ahead and just did both of them today. I mean, let's face it, I'm not editing that much. Um, but I've just been real busy. You know how it is, COVID life and all. Hope everybody out there is doing well. I hope everybody out there is uh, happy, healthy, washing their hands, all that good stuff. I will catch you on the other end of this. And uh, see you in a bit. Bye. Hey, what's up? Going on, Gary. How are you? I'm doing all right. Give me a second here. How you doing, Matt? What's been going on with you? Oh, not a whole lot. Um, busy and uh, uh, exhausted. <laughs> Just all around. Yeah. Yeah. Well. You're having some some GM burnout. I th- well, it's not the same. I think when people say they're burned out, they refer to a particular kind of burnout, and it's uh, it's not the same like what yeah. I've experienced in the past. It's really more of I want to do different things. Uh, um, and well, hang on, hang yeah, on. Brian's not here. We're about to jump into something, and Brian's not <laughs> here yet. So, what have you been doing this week? Or since I guess last week. Yeah, uh, my usual games, but uh, on Saturday, and this is kind of tied into everything. Um, I ran um, Alien uh, from uh, Free League. I th- I don't know what their system if it's got like a, a, a kind of like how Gen- uh, Star Wars has the Genesis system or uses the Genesis. I don't know if right. if they have like a, a more general term for it, but their system is kind of similar to star wars and uh man it was a lot of fun like a lot of fun it was my annual yeah. halloween game where it's just a one shot and i try to kill everybody um it, nice. it was a lot of fun hey what's up brian how you doing good evening gentlemen good evening what's going on brian <laughs> Hello, Gary. happy monday <laughs> it is it is a happy monday the last monday of october Oh, no, now it's a sad Monday. No, it's no longer happy. I love October. I'm going to miss it. Uh, it's whatever, you know. It's October. I, I It's it, whatever. It, we're frozen in time. But, hey, good news is that it got a little bit cool down here in Texas finally. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so if nice. If I may, how cool is cool for you? Um, well, right now it's about 46. Oh, okay. I was expecting to say something like 60 degrees. <laughs> I was going to say, dude, like, I'd I'm take it. Yeah. I well, take it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, we don't, we don't do any of that nonsense. <laughs> you yeah. We're real. Yeah. No, it's either, you know, freeze your booty off or, you know, but at least I don't live up in the panhandle. Like I got a friend that lives up in Waco and they, they get ice every year. I just, really? man, I just don't, yeah, 
Yeah, dude, Texas is big. It's silly. It's just silly. There's yeah. all kinds of weather. Interesting. All right. So welcome everybody. Uh, I'm Gary. That's Matt. That's Brian. And tonight we're talking about GM burnout or something akin to that. Uh, Matt, what's on your mind, man? Well, let me hear your confession, my son. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> um, well, um, I guess I'll start by just simply saying, you know, you know, before we, I guess, started recording or whatever, I'm not experiencing, I guess, what would be typical um, burnout when a GM says, "Oh man, I'm burned out." Uh, I, I'm not experiencing that where you're just like, you got to walk away from the responsibilities for a little bit and maybe just be a player or something. I'm more of, there's more things I want to do. And all the games I've been playing have been the exact same system from one game to the next, to the next. Um, uh, since uh, the quarantine started back in March and April, you know, jumping on fantasy grounds and playing like a, a, a campaign for you know multiple campaigns using Wizards of the Coast 5th edition, uh, playing using 5th edition, which I have no problem doing, by the way. Like, I have a lot of ideas as a player. I, I have no problem playing 5th edition. But, man, I'm just bored of 5th uh, edition right now. And I, I, I have a fear that it's coming across like I hate the system. I, I, I don't. <laughs> but I've just been using it so much. And then um, playing a Lamentation with you guys, a Lamentations game with you guys, uh, playing Star Wars last week uh, or two weeks ago, whatever it was. And then um, just recently I did my annual Halloween game where I just use a one shot. Um, uh, typically I use Call of Cthulhu this past weekend. I used the, I played alien uh, and it was just so much fun and it was so refreshing to do something different. Uh, I all weekend I've just been thinking about like, how do I pause some of the campaigns I'm in without killing them? Because we all know what happens when the game master says, Hey guys, I got to take a break. That's right. it for the campaign. The campaign's over. You, you know, you're never going to get to it again. Something's so? going to come up. Uh, and um, you know, that's it. And I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> so how do I say, Hey guys, let's take a break. Maybe, I don't know. And uh, so, that's what's been on my mind. Like generally speaking, game master burnout, the different types that you could kind of experience. Yeah. I thought maybe something, you know, the three of us can put our heads together and kind of talk about it. Well, Hey Matt, let me ask you a question, man. Um, do your games ever end? Like you talk about campaigns. Do you just kind of have these campaigns that go on or do you have an ending in mind for these campaigns? I usually do. Um, we almost never get there because of various things that pop up. Like um, my, my long running like decade one where we would come back to it periodically uh, that never finished just simply because of life, you know, uh, friends drifted apart, uh, yeah, career yeah. started, that sort of thing. Um, I've had campaigns and because of personal issues, you know, the, the, the group dynamic just kind of collapsed and people just didn't like right. each other anymore. You know, uh, I see that as a kind of burnout. But uh, um, Well, I, I guess the, the reason I ask is because if you're ready to move on, um, just move your ending up. I mean, don't be, a, don't be a dick about it and definitely, like, put your all into it. Your players have, have put a lot of time into these characters and, and all of that. And it should be a really fun and emotional experience, and you should throw the kitchen sink at them. But sometimes things need to end, you know? And 
I don't I don't see I don't think you would be doing your players a disservice. I mean, plan something big and outrageous and over the top and then, you know, let them know they're all in different groups. Let them know, say, hey, after this is over, I'm really thinking about running, you know, this system or that system. But bring it bring it to its natural conclusion. Uh, that that would that's what I think you should do. Hmm. Yeah, I I well with the one game I'm running, I don't think that'd be a problem. Uh it's just a dungeon crawl. In fact, I'm probably going to tell them once they complete it, I'm gonna say I'm actually I don't think I'm gonna end it because of the virtue of the the campaign type. We're just doing a series of dungeon crawls. It's the players versus me. Uh and you know, it's very player driven. Uh I was thinking about just telling them, look, I want to take a break step away maybe come back to this at a later date um and then yeah maybe do something different with them um, right. uh but with like my homebrew crew there's actually like a long-term sort of plan to go from level one to level 20 they're at level nine right now and it's not something it's it's one of those why was, epic... why was that the plan why was that the plan what was the agreement or the oh the players you, wanted to do it and they read my mind, mind. All right, keep Go going. Uh, I would say, well, the players wanted to do it. They were like, oh, man, we would love to finally play a game where we get to 20th level. And I was like, great. So I immediately designed like a villain for a 20th level play. He's got well over 1,000 hit points, um, things like that. You know, just going to be a really bad – the boss fight essentially is drafted. Um but storyline-wise, you know, the MacGuffin is you got to collect these items, and then you got to put together the weapon, and then you got to go take on the guy. Well, they've, they're going to get the first of four items, I think it is, uh, this upcoming November game. And Is this your beer and pretzels crew? No, this is, this is the homebrew crew. Okay, so these aren't, do these people go to your house to play, or is this an online game? This is uh, we get together. It's we've been getting together for years, uh, and we get you know it's uh, they're the guys I did the Halloween game with. So we get together, uh, we play all day, we order food, we sometimes cook food. You know, it's a, kind of like an issue, like, right. not an issue. It's a vent, you know. And, and um, I'm sorry, I'm I missed, I'm sorry. How often do you get together with these guys? About once a month. Okay, you know what, man? I would be, I I would maybe keep that in my back pocket. You know, yeah. like, I mean, you know, right now you may be feeling burnt on it. I think I, I don't mean to speak out of turn and, and tell you how you feel or anything like that. But it seems to me that, yes, a little bit of his burnout. You've been running the same system for a while, but it's more than that. I think you're just excited about new ways to do things. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah, I would agree you, with that. Yeah. You know, I, I definitely see it as more of a, a positive than a negative. And you know, that monthly game, you bring that monthly game up a lot. That seems to be fairly important to you. I, I don't know why, but you do tend to bring it up a lot. So, and it's monthly. Maybe just kind of, you know, keep that one in your hip pocket because your feelings will change. It's 30 days apart. You know, your feelings are going to change on that all month long, right? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. And as far as the new systems go, I'm betting you have enough players between these groups that if you say, Hey, I'm really interested in, in doing this, you could definitely, I'm betting you'd get at least three to four players to try something new, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, 
But man, you gotta you gotta like what you're doing. Yeah. I would give you some advice when you're doing a new system, try to plan one shots or episodics just in case you get knee deep and decide you don't like it anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so. that's kind of where where I'd like to start kind of doing things is um just do a series of one shots to start sort of experimenting with things. Um this whole quarantine experience and doing things online, um, even with, with you two guys, um, uh, has just opened a lot of doors for me. And I'm just like, wow, you know, I don't have to worry about scheduling as much. If, if, if I have a, like three or four players that are available on a Tuesday night at eight o'clock and don't mind jumping on discord, I could run a game. I could run a game. I could run like a really well, probably wouldn't run fifth edition because that is kind of rules heavy in my opinion. And uh, but you know, I could run anything. Um, but I have so much on my plate right now. I kind of like, how do I, you know, yeah, work? Hey, it? I, 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 man, really, I, I don't know, Brian. Feel free to to jump in. But as far as I can tell, <laughs> do what you want to do. I mean, uh, that's how I see it. All right. Are we ready for the bandolier? I'm gonna... Yes. I've been waiting on, for it. On the bandolier. All right. Uh, because in, in retrospect, and by the way, I just, it, it's, there's something that it's very uh, humbling that whenever a seasoned, experienced game master is willing to admit to burnout because you would think that we're battle-hardened veterans that are thoroughly mentally and physically conditioned to perform at peak level. You know, it's like, right. it doesn't work like that. And and you wonder what the new generation of game masters are like. I think about one of my friends, uh, her son, he's 14 years old and he runs games for his buddies and he's going to go through burnout the way that I did in 1985. Now, the burnout that I felt in 1985 was different from what I felt in 1990 and different from what I felt in 98, 99, and so forth. So it, it, it becomes important to diagnose root cause. And whenever you brought this up as a, uh, as a topic for tonight, I was able to just, from conversation, conversations I'd had with other GMs, what I've witnessed being in other campaigns and the few rare times that I was ever a player or uh, just, of course, my own experiences. And I mean, I'll just start rolling out some of these. And for anybody that's listening, the, the six and a half people that are listening and the two of you who are game masters, I'm I sure our stats. It's 37. No, it's not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, it oh, is. all right. When we hit 50, we got to drink beers that night. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to roll out. I'm going to roll out 10 things. And for anyone listening, but also for all of us brothers us, the or, or the fraternity, the association, as it were. Um, okay. So uh, first off, cause number one, we eat too much of our own birthday cake. And when I say that, you know, you're excited. It's your birthday. You got a big cake. And why not celebrate? Blow the candles out. You're, I'm going to eat this cake. And, oh, man, I'm starting to feel sick to my stomach because all I'm doing, I'm the only one eating my fucking birthday cake. I'm the only one. I ate half of my fucking cake and nobody else is eating it. And then you kind of get that drop off from the sugar rush. And now it's like, you know what? I, I don't really think I'm enjoying this party anymore. So. I'm putting that in frivolous words, but the sentiment is true. Uh, item number two, unfulfilled promises. 
whenever promises of what you think the players might bring or their characters or what you think that you're going to bring and you're not able to deliver and you feel that sense of, of unfulfillment, uh, that can lead to burnout. That can definitely kind of dejuice uh, the drive. Number three, over design of your world. People who spend so much time enraptured by that which they create, 70 to 80% of which they'll never use, and you just go your fuel gauge to zero. Number four, excessive house ruling. You're continually and perpetually turning the knobs and dials over and over again, and you don't realize when you blow an amp. You just keep playing. But you don't realize you fucked up your equipment. Uh, item number five, conflict management or what we would call exhaustive personalities. People at the table that sometimes require, not always for ill. Maybe it's just there's, they're very, we have that golden retriever. We want to pet the golden retriever. We want the golden retriever to keep coming back, but it's a lot of energy, conflict management. Okay, so that's the first five. I'm going to stop for a second because one of my brothers here on 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 the on my on our podcast, does any of this resonate? Does any of this stick with either of you? Oh yeah, I I definitely uh, the number five, <laughs> uh, definitely number four. I don't think about number three because I was concerned about that with my homebrew uh, game. So I said, you know, I'm just going to do enough to get the flavor of all the different religions and nations and so on and so forth literally like a couple pages or excuse me paragraphs maybe a page uh so i was I'm, i've been definitely aware of number three um my homebrew crew i never have a problem with unfilled promises i mean these are my boys like we've been nice. playing for years. um i think i'm actually experiencing the birthday cake <laughs> i think if i were to diagnose my issue is i've just been gobbling up birthday cake i'm like covid19 you mean I get to play D and D all the time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm right there with you. I've played more. I've played more D and D in the last six months than I have in the last two years. So yeah. that's a lot of cake, Gary. I heard you. I heard. I heard your smile. Yeah. I, no, I was gonna say I've had some uh, chemistry issues at the table, but. You know, I, I haven't well, I haven't been able to play as much as you guys have because I haven't been I haven't been playing online a whole lot. Um, so I, did, I definitely have not been eating too much cake, but that's happened to me in the past for sure. I think that happened to me with Star Wars and Genesis. You know, it's kind of why I stepped away from there from them for a while. So can yeah, we, it, can we go back it, to the you mentioned the conflict management or exhaustive personalities like that. Cause you also come from a band playing background and in a band, there are egos, there's personalities, there's for sure. Yeah. For sure. So do you find that, that having to do that in multiple facets of your life, does that drain you? Yeah. I really don't like people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that makes you either the best game master ever or the worst. I don't know. It's one of those two. Um, <laughs> I so here's the thing if I'm playing with adults um I just expect adults to be adults you know and to handle their shit one way or the other um I have made the mistake you know sometimes sometimes it's not even a demanding personality sometimes it's just conflicting personalities 
you know, I can remember one game that I ran in particular where on one side of me was like, not to be rude about it, he's a great friend of mine, but like the geekest of all geeks any ever, you know, and across the table from, you know, from us in the same game was this guy who's kind of a, a bro. Um, and he wasn't mean. He just wasn't very sensitive and he was kind of loud and he was, you know, woo, he was a woo boy and all that kind of good stuff. Um, I didn't have a problem with either of these players, but these two players together was just horrible, you know, and it made me not want to go to the game. Um, until one of them quit. Yeah, I should have stepped into that and done something, but I wouldn't have known what to do. Yeah, I mean, so. when, when we're dealing with personalities, because we're, we're trying to negotiate, we're trying to be ambassadors of the game, but also teaching and facilitating our players to be ambassadors to one another. And that's a whole different skill set. Like, how do you facilitate personalities to where they feel collaborative and not competitive? Well, and that... See, and that's the thing is I try to uh, curate my games, I guess, right? Like I want the right players sitting at my table with the other right players playing the right genre of game using the right system. You know, it's something that I really think out. Um, Yeah, I don't know. You know, this is a really interesting topic for me because I don't really – I just decide I don't like it. It's not about being burnt out. It's just <laughs> like, right. like, yeah, I don't like this system and I move on. And that's been my way forever. I'm always looking at a new system. And then I slump back into sort of this D20 homebrew that has been going since I was a kid. You know, let's but talk, I'm always well, looking for something new. No, let's talk homebrew. Because uh, Matt, you also alluded a little bit to this, that excessive house ruling. We're continually tinkering with the amps. How, how does how does that drain you? How does that drain your batteries? Well, for me, I know um, when I conceived of this homebrew world and uh, this like epic story and all this stuff, I, I was looking at fifth edition and I already knew at that time, I'm like, I don't know if this is going to be the right system for this. But being a guy, a, you know, a dark sun guy, I was like, I, I, I want my world to feel alive. So I'm going to start tinkering with this system. So the choices the players make uh, based off of like the homebrew ru- uh, rules will um, uh, kind of give a sense of re- reality to this imaginary world, right? So if you're going to play a cleric, you have to be a member of like this, you know, monotheistic religion, you know, um, there is no magic users, but for warlocks, because that's the only way mortals can like, you know, embrace the the arcane uh, is through selling their souls, you know, things like that. And then other more, I guess, uh, nitpicky rule tweaks. And, um, and, and I'll give Wizards of the Coast some credit here. Uh, fifth edition, I think, is I think since third edition, it's like the best. I every little tweak that I experienced had a ripple effect that I could not see coming, like the 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 monsoon or uh, the tsunami that it created, uh, such that like prior to the quarantine and we actually stopped playing for a little while, I had an opportunity to sit back, 
take a look at all the ad hoc rulings to try to fix these little things that I inadvertently created from the get-go. And I just like ended up scratching it all, sending like this huge email to all my guys and saying, look, I apologize, but I'm going to go back to rules as written here because uh, I screwed up, (laughs) you know, and I called it a, I called it a reboot, a soft reboot of the game. Um, uh, And, and, and so I, I guess, you know, I would caution people who play 5e and do a lot of ho- house ruling, be careful. You know, sometimes uh, tweaking uh, uh, just how a feat works can really change gameplay and uh, how it may affect a character's progression, you know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that, that was definitely part of, I think, what set in some of my, I guess, burnout with 5e is I've just been like thinking about it nonstop. Uh, not just as a DM storyteller setting up a game, but like, how does this system work? How can I tweak it the way I want? Um, and I'm just kind of like, I want to go something. I just want to do something simple. <laughs> you know, I, w- I want to move on to something s- simple. I've thought too much about this. It's giving me a headache. You know, I've had too much cake. <laughs> well, but kudos so. to you for having the humility and the game master integrity and ethics of saying, you know what, I'm going to pull it back. I'm going to, I'm going to reel this in uh, because most people would just get lost in their own creation and let it, and it would just dissolve and die away. And instead you might be able to salvage and course correct. And then by reducing the complexity, whenever you over tinker with something and realize, you know what, just like how we like low magic settings, that's what game masters like uh, quit playing (laughs) with forces unknown until you've thoroughly vetted them. Uh, Yeah. We need to abide by our own, that which we seek. So yeah, I snuck mine in. By the way, my first, my in the first five, my very first ever burnout experience, which was unfulfilled promises. Um, when I was a kid and I started DMing, my first couple of years, you know, fourteen, fifteen. Boy, you just think of role playing games as just this oyster that yields endless black pearls and white pearls and Neapolitan pearls or whatever, and so you you really become so attracted to all of this that is unknown by any other type of gaming or recreational enjoyment you'd ever had before. And when you start going and seeing the typical behaviors of the adolescent players and you're like, Oh wow, this, this really isn't that epic. Everybody's a bunch of cornballs <laughs> or everybody, nobody's playing Wolverine the way Wolverine's supposed to be played, you know? And so that, that was something for me. Uh, it, it lost, it lost the luster a little bit early on for a little bit for me. And I had to understand and realize um, that it wasn't just about what I wanted. It was about the smiles and the fun they were having. So I had to, I had to mature as a game master and realize, okay, the things that excited me that I wasn't getting that, that I wound up getting burned out and I don't want to play that anymore, guys. I don't want to play that anymore. Cause you aren't playing it the way that I thought as a 14 or 15 year old, Brian, uh, I had to grow up and I had to learn that, you know what, if my players were having so much fun, mission accomplished. Gary. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Kind of. I don't know. I'm thinking um, this is really, I, I don't have the burnout a whole lot. Um, you know, going back to earlier talking about homebrew, um, my homebrew is like homebrew from the ground up. I mean, the rules are sort of old school and they're pretty set in stone. I'm not really twisting dials anymore. Um, 
yeah, homebrew. I don't know. I don't get burnt out. I, maybe I just don't have that that much opportunity. You know. Now I do know I have had where you were talking about earlier. Um, you know, uh, Brian. Sorry, I'm scattered. I've got a little kid here waving good. his hands. I can jump in with my next five if you want. Yeah, please do. Hang on, real quick. <laughs> I'm gonna go mute. Just a second. All right, roll it to me. All right, all right, Matthew. You ready, brother? Oh, I've been oh, writing these down. Oh, you're, you're, oh here you're we beautiful. go. You're beautiful. All right. So more factors that play into GM burnout. Lack of communication or feedback, like when we don't have engagement from our players. And what I mean by player engagement, I mean out of game. Um, that's an important part of nurturing and nourishing your game master for you players that are out there. Not all of your game masters are well-versed in asking for feedback uh, or initiating communication on what was successful about your session or about that last campaign and what would you change or what, what was, what did not, you know, stir your drink as much. So when we don't have some of that dialogue, that, that kind of, well, it's like any relationship it requires conversation. Just ask my wife. All right. Um, so, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say uh, that actually resonates uh, really deeply for me, actually, because there was a period of time where my homebrew crew—I mean, they were the only guys I played with—and it was like a kind of a Sunday thing. We would get together on Sunday afternoons or and play, and um, you know, we would start a game, maybe play for like a, a week or two, and then things would die off, and then we play a different game, and then things would die off. And uh, I remember though that period I got so frustrated. I act, that's actually when I walked away for a little while, I'm like, I'm just not going to play. And I didn't play for a couple of years, uh, anything. And, uh, communication was huge. Cause I would, I would, you know, be, everyone would, and then I'd send out like an email or, okay, guys, I was thinking about this for the next session. What do you guys think? And it would just like crickets, you know, no response. And that is sapping. That I mean, that really saps your strength Very. to, cause then you start doubting yourself, right? You start, you start, uh, 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 questioning some of the choices you made and maybe the choices were fine. You just, you just needed some validation. So I, I think, um, I think you hit the nail ahead. Yeah, on I mean, that that's one. the artist conundrum. Most artists that are, they're seeking to create. So whether it's film or art or, or whatever it is, role, I think I do believe that in some ways, we've talked about this before a long time ago, tabletop role-playing games can be a form of art, but the artist does crave some sort of validation, some sort of communication to see if it resonated. So yeah, I, I think you're spot on. All right. I got some more. Uh, here's a good one uh, that leads to burnout. Failure to seek outside sources to help you course correct or alleviate a problem, um, which, you know, this can be a pride issue for some very seasoned game masters that have been doing it for, you know, a decade, two decades, <laughs> three decades. And we <laughs> don't have yeah. the humility or the patience or the desire inclination to go and look for things that might make our game better. And we don't realize that our game it, it, it's kind of like fruit. Like when you want, you want fruit when it's ripe, right before it gets ripe, you want it right before it gets ripe. But once it gets ripe and once you pick it, it starts to rot. So instead of waiting for your game to rot and erode, continue to nurture it, 
sunlight and 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 water and and whatever stuff i don't know how to i kill plants but but looking at outside resources to nurture <laughs> your game right. uh, I, that that will help alleviate burnout because you went and found a solution for a problem you're either are having but you didn't realize it or you're prepared now with a solution that you might need three to five sessions from now um, so here's another one, uh, cause we're on eight out of 10 and th this was all I had, but eight out of 10. Um, this is probably not a problem for Gary because he's very well versed cause he's a system whore. But when the <laughs> rules, when the rules of the game system supersede your ability to adjudicate and that's sapping too. Um, whenever you've, you've taken on and bit off more than you can chew, Maybe it's the system rules. Maybe it's the setting. Maybe it's something that you thought that you'd be able to run satisfactorily, but you're not even a needs improvement. You're an unsatisfactory on your performance appraisal, and it, it doesn't work for you. Um, last couple ones. Uh, distraction to the new hotness and boredom with your current with your current muse. She doesn't do it for you anymore. You know, you see her without makeup. And there's the new hottie and no. <laughs> that can, that can definitely burn out your game and you don't even know it because you're not putting the passion where it needs to be, which is in the current relationship. Yeah, so, it's the day, it's the day you see the stockings thrown over the shower curtain. Like, oh, shit. What? Um, what is she doing with the bathroom door open? No. What the hell is going on? The thrill is gone. What you said. The thrill is gone. Um, yeah, you know, that I think happens to everybody in playing games. I've gotten in over my head, for sure. I remember being, geez, I couldn't, maybe 10, 11, or something like that. And I bought a copy of Twilight 2000. Um, I don't know if y'all are familiar with it, but it was this 80s game that had like the most realistic weapon rules and stats and you're a bunch of uh, U.S. military guys stuck in Eastern Europe after a limited nuclear war and you're just trying to make it back home. Um, and the premise to me, that sounded awesome. You know, even as a kid, I liked games that had endings. I thought, well, cool, when you get home, you know, we you won. Um, but the, the system was just too much. You know, there were too many roles. It was it was traveler like, I guess you could say. Did it break you for a little bit of time? Did it take you a while to come back into into running games? No, because I I no no I really I'm I'm I, no I've never like there have been times when I just haven't been interested for a little while. Um, I'm telling you, I think ninety percent of this is just planning shorter adventures and not thinking about campaigns, giving yourself, giving your game places for <clears throat> bad players to let themselves off, you know, let them get off the ride systems. If it's, you know, a system, I definitely think you should play a system before you run it. I would give that advice because if you have a general understanding of how that system works before you run it, I mean, I mean, I'd play it before you buy it. I don't know. I a lot of these problems. I'm I'm fairly even though I like a lot of systems. I'm not quick to just buy something off the shelf. I typically know a little bit about it. Um, I do go to my game stores to play new games. You know, we have a Dragon's Lair here in Austin that is just 
It's an incredible game store. Um, there's always someone running games, and we've got two or three others in town. There's, you know, Tribe Comics and Games here. So it's just, I guess I'm really lucky in that I don't, I, and maybe I made those mistakes when I was a kid, so it's just been a while until I've been there. You know, Star Wars, I think, would have been impossible to run had I not been a player beforehand. You know, hmm. having having been a player, reading the book was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. You know, I pretty much understood it. Yeah, so just a few times when I was a kid, the rules have been a problem, but obviously I learned my lesson. It's a good point that your passion for the IP would not have been sufficient. That you no, hadn't played the system. No, no yeah. yeah, you've got to know that. And that, and that, you know, Matt, I think that's why you and I, especially, we've been gravitating towards these sort of old school renaissance, or at least old school inspired, you know, game systems. Um, you right. know, my homebrew was OSR before I ever knew what OSR meant. You know, I mean, I was just, I was just looking to make right. things simple and fast. Matt, um, we, we know with your with your lamentations uh, allure, we know that's your new hotness, and 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 she she's beckoning to you from a darkened window on the tower. But have you ever had a rule system that just broke you? That just like you know what? It just it 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 took you out of the game for a little while. Oh, that's a great question. Um, I, I want to say, I, I don't, I think the quick answer would be the fourth edition of D and D. Uh, cause I didn't play for a while after that. Um, we, we, we were humming along. We had a nice campaign going, uh, dark sun, uh, fourth edition, dark sun. Uh, I had like a pretty st stellar, uh, TPK. The, the party just, inadvertently aggroed like all of these other monsters and all these other rooms and were quickly overwhelmed had a place where we could pick up um but all the but at that point in the game there was so much number crunching i was uh i don't know how many times uh, a battle uh, would have to stop while everyone just kind of like almost pulled out calculators or something, you know, that started. Um, so, but I don't know if it, I, I don't know if I would say it broke me. I think that was really more just like, you know, I saw everything that was wrong with fourth edition. I just didn't want to play it anymore. But at that time I really wasn't exposed to a lot of other games. So I was just kind of like, yeah, I'll just take a break. You know, I'm not, Everyone else, my, my main crew, they, they seem to be interested in taking a break. You know, we weren't just interested in playing D&D together. You know, we were watching football or going golfing or something else. Um, but in terms of a system that broke me, wow, that's – I don't know if anyone really – any system really has. I know I've definitely been overwhelmed uh, by systems before, but I usually could tell once I'm reading through the book, like, okay – I, I don't even know what's going on here. Like the first time I read the Star Wars book uh, 10 years ago or whenever it was, 15 years ago, I was like, well, I'm glad I'm not running yeah. this. <laughs> was the thought that went through my head. And then my buddy tried to run it. And unfortunately, it just didn't pan out. Um, and I think, you know, he would have benefited from your advice, Gary. You know, like play this first. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, but I think he's that's, a huge Star I, Wars I fan. I think that can you know? be true of, of any system, though. I mean, we don't think of d20 as a complicated system because it's it's in our genetics at this point you know we've been playing that or an iteration you know some iteration of a d20 system since 
forever. Um, but to a new person, it is a hard, look at all those books. Oh my God. You know, look at all those rules. You know, they all really seem overwhelming. I think I've been overwhelmed with the amount of information, right? Like I've been overwhelmed with, you know, a million tables and, and stuff like that. Yet here I am, you know, in my forties in love with dungeon crawl classics because of all the tables. Right. Mm. So I, I, man, I really don't know. I, I think it's a lot of it can be presentation as well. You know, I remember twilight 2000 being a very dry presentation, all the art. It was the, it was the original edition. If I'm not mistaken, the interior art were pencils and they looked cool. They were all of like, you know, military guys doing military stuff. Right. But it, then the, but then the text was just typed. It didn't have like an exciting presentation. It had a very formal, here are your rules presentation. Whereas something like, um, you know, going back to the, the star Wars game again, every time you turn the page, you're getting a little, a little rush. Cause there's new star Wars stuff. Or a game like ICRPG, which is this sole vision, you know, from rules to layout to writing is the sole vision of this one person and, and the, you know, that presentation. I don't, I, yeah, how, maybe how you present the rules has something to do with it as well. Sure. Absolutely. You know, I mean, I would say if I, you know, if I tell somebody, hey guys, let's, I'm going to design a new game using the Genesis system. And then I send them a cover, uh, you know, like a picture of the cover of the Genesis core rule book. I don't think it's not a bad cover, but I don't think it's very exciting. Right. Like it doesn't generate there. Well, what is this game? Whereas if you throw, you know, Warhammer or Conan on a table and you say, hey, guys, we're going to play this. And, you know, and they get that image. There's already. Yeah, I don't know. It's I've never been overwhelmed by rules. I've been deluged with fluff and uh, arbitrary numbers and tables. So, um, and I will say, I will say, sorry to interject. I will say there now that you know you guys talked a little bit more about this, uh, a memory uh, came back to me of my uh, was I probably like 2005, 2004. Uh, putting together a 3.5 adventure with like a massive villain. And I, I spent like maybe six hours on my day off from classes and work, just working on this villain. And I had the player's handbook, uh, uh, two supplements out, the DM's guide out, the book of vile darkness and all these other books. And I was cross referencing while I was building this like battle monkey. Uh, and uh, I, and I remember having this thought, like, this is ridiculous. There's too many books. <laughs> so, um, so I think at that point that maybe I wouldn't say it broke me, but that's when I knew 3.5 had to change. And that's why I had such high hopes for fourth. Edition. Yeah. That, that, so you just, you just, both of you actually uh, tapped into, my two biggest burnout phases in my game mastering life, which both go back to, you know, my first love, which is, you know, Dungeons and Dragons. Um, the first time I got burnout uh, was uh, late 85, uh, early 86. I was done with basic and expert or so I thought. And so my little group of four friends, uh, we were ready. We thought we were advanced 
we thought we were ready for advanced Dungeons and Dragons. And I don't think that there's people alive today that, that are ready for advanced Dungeons and Dragons original. It is, it is so, but we wanted it so bad because that, 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 that's what told us that we were, we were better player. I was out of the game uh, mastering for about two years. So from time, yeah, about 16 to 18. And I just, I, 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 just took a break. Video games took over. I didn't have to think anymore. I didn't have to look at that stupid physics textbook that Gary Gygax put together that none of my friends <laughs> wanted to wait and slow down while I tried to sit, sit there and make sure that the gospel was being read properly uh, with all the – by the way, I still, it's still my favorite book. It's still my favorite and book. And I, I can promise you with without a shred of doubt that no one has ever played Advanced Dungeons and Dragons rules as written. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like never. Well, he it's even tells happened. you not to do that. I just didn't pay attention because I wanted to be a completist. So, um, but you know, the other most recent burnout phase that I ever uh, went through um, was three point five. And so, Matt, you hit right on that. Um, you hit on the idea of. I, 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 there was so much, so much to try to keep up with to run a game effectively and true to the hard work that your players are putting into their characters. And I wanted to do justice to every single one of them. I was running at one point, I th- it was six or seven in a Ravenloft campaign for a couple of years. And, uh, you know, that, that setting also was kind of working a little bit in between, uh, White Wolf had purchased. Um, the license for Ravenloft, but of course it had the, you know, the, the D20 license. And then there's all the very quintessential splat books. And, and I just realized I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't, I could maybe have done it for three or two or three people. But at that point I'd played with those guys for so long that who am I going to cut out? What am I going to, what, what, whose hearts am I going to break? Uh, in order to run an effective game. And so I stepped out. I stepped out for uh, about two and a half, three years. Uh, and then what, what got me back into it was my stepson. You know, I was like, you know what? Yeah, I think I'm going to start back. And I started back with him playing basic fantasy role-playing, retro clone. Shout out to Gonerman and his $5, you know, at cost buys you everything you basically need to run BX. Um, and I, f- I fell back in love with the game again um, through the eyes of my stepson, and I gradually dipped my toe in the water with my with my with my girls I was dating. I just gotten divorced, so I was dating some girls that were gamer girls, and I was enjoying that. Uh, and then later on, I got married, and uh, some of my buddies and my wife got it, and it just grew from there. Now, guys in my fantasy football, so it all started all over again. But I totally get what you're saying, Matt. 3.5. I think it broke a lot of us. Um, I think, I think it definitely for, for a lot of different reasons. I wish I would have had Gary's acumen to handle the deluge of tables. And I, I remember cyberspace. Uh, it was like an 88 or 89 cyberpunk game. I went back to the Talisorian cyberpunk game, but I tried cyberspace, but it was insane. It, it, it was a big book with lots of tables which now that's the that's the kind of shit I fucking love now because I know how to get to it, but um, you know I'm, what do they say? Uh, 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 I think it's in Clint Eastwood's Unforgiven. A man's got to know his limitations. Yeah. So you know. Well, and 
I would if if I were to bet, I would say that the complexity of rules, the complexity of the rule set, is is part. It's it's indicative of its long term success. You know, pretty much. I mean, I guess maybe that could be wrong. I mean, Traveler is still around, but did travel? I mean, didn't it go? I don't know. Maybe it went out of print. Um. Yeah, we all we we're gonna get burnt, and, and you know, I I don't really like the term burnt. I like tired. I like bored. Um, and I guess maybe you know, thinking about it, listening to you guys talk, maybe I have been that way a lot. Maybe that's why I jump systems. You know, I think uh, the, the last one I'll throw out there, which was the last of the ten, for those of you keeping track at home, um, and this one is one that I've seen with fellow GMs uh, who just they they did that pressure to perform because you're the driver of the game, and that fear of disappointment. Um, you know, you you have to perform. Maybe it's not. Maybe you're not a social encounter, you know, performer. That might not be what it is. But that pressure to bring together. Think about the guy that's got to referee the Super Bowl. Whoever that dude is, like he he's like the head ref for the Super Bowl. That's a lot of pressure. Don't screw up the calls because you got everybody watching you. Everybody's having a good time. They're waiting for the fun commercials with the dog that turns into a space cat. Or, and But like all the pressure's on you. You're the one that's got to make sure the game still is played the way it's supposed to be. And that can break, I think, a lot of newer game masters to the hobby because they put themselves under that pressure or they didn't expect the pressure that they might get from players that might be a bit more demanding, a bit more vocal, Sometimes even outright hostile. Yeah, and those are and those are players that need to go away. I mean, if you're experiencing any kind of burnout and you think it is due to a player, take the temperature of the room. Look at your other players. How do they feel about this person? You know, I'm almost positive there are games I have not been asked to because I didn't fit in with the crew. <laughs> hey, Matt, with your with your guys that you've been playing for a while, do they ever detect? your burnout do they ever or, or or if they know that you have got something that you want to do to prevent it do are they willing to jump into the the back of the bus and just ride with you wherever um i i yes i mean i've i've gotten uh um well one of the uh, i guess uh, benefits of uh, quarantine too is one of the guys i've been playing with for a long time he has dipped his toe into the game master ring and he's been running this amazing curse of strahd game on fantasy grounds and so like now i have someone to talk to about like aside from you guys of course but like hey this is what's been going on what do you, what's your take you know and his immediate response was like dude if you got to take a break take a break you know your Arnor, your world Arnor will always be here, you know, and we and and we can take we can do something else for a little while if you need to take a break. So that was really reassuring to have someone just immediately come forward and say, "If you hey, need to take a break, go ahead, man." Can I um, real quick? This feels like someone. Do you guys play World of Warcraft? Right? Never. I'm, I'm never good for you, man. Um, I played for a little while. But there's a certain amount of grind 
right? It's like the whole game is grind. You're just doing these inane actions oh, to yeah. level up to where you can finally play the game, right? And yeah, I I'm never gonna. I don't. I think it's horrible that the, you know grind is isn't the same. You know, lexicon is just the word game. Games are supposed to be fun, and. I, I just I wish you didn't feel you know I know you feel a sense of responsibility to your players and you don't want the game to end forever or whatever the case may be, but it just seems like that's an awful lot of pressure for a game, you know. Yeah, but it's but but it, it, in all honesty, I don't want to make it sound like these guys came to me like you must bring us to twentieth level. It was actually my idea, so I I like I showed up. Uh, with uh, a birthday cake probably the size of, you know, one of those, you know, extravagant tables that you'd see in like some, you know, uh, uh, hoity-toity mansion in, in, in London or something, you know, that's just got like 60, you know, 20 ta- chairs on either side of the table. The cake was that big. And I'm like, guys, this is what we're going to do. And I just started eating. And they they've been enjoying it. Like they've they really have. Again, there was some issues with some of the rules tweaking, right. so I felt obligated to take a step back and fix it so everyone's having fun. Um, and uh, uh, so, but I think my my main problem here, you know, and I'm not trying to turn this into you know psychology session with Gary and Brian, but. Um, you know, my main problem is I've just been playing too much of the same thing. Um, and I think I do have to pick. Yeah, if I told you you were going to have pepperoni pizza every day, the first couple weeks you'd be like, oh, that's cool. I get to eat pepperoni pizza. Yeah, you'll get to stay in shape. You're going to look great. You can eat as much pepperoni pizza as you want. (laughs) You'll be healthy the rest of your life and you're going to look great. And you're going to think that that's the best deal that you ever can get in this world until about the 12th day. And then you're like, I'm so fucking tired of pepperoni. Can I just take the pepperonis off? Can I just have nope, nope. Gotta have pepperoni. Hey, um, I want to throw a curveball at Gary. Um do it. So you mentioned that you don't ever feel burnout. Right. But okay, so maybe. Um, I, I don't know. Okay. Let's examine this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's something, right? You know, like self-diagnose, maybe it's Let me ask you this. All right, what is the longest game or campaign? You mentioned you don't do very many campaigns. But mm-hmm. what is the longest time frame that you've run a game system with the same recurring players, same recurring characters? What would you say is your is your rough estimate? two years okay that's enough to get your answers that's enough to know so i mean that's yeah. that's that's more than most it it what two years when i say two years that was a so the reason that game lasted so long is because we were kids and we could all carry a d20 in our pocket and the rules were simple and it was just, you know, it was, you know how when you're a kid, the game never really stops, right? Like, sure. I don't know if you guys play yeah, in no, school, you, right? Yeah, you're playing in seventh, eighth grade in oh, between yeah. classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, you pass somebody in the hall, right? Like, I would put all, all the characters are in downtime during class, right? They're just wandering around the village or doing whatever. And you pass somebody in the hall that says, hey, I want my character to try to learn this spell or, you know, forge a hammer. Whatever it is they're doing, you make a quick roll. So the game was kind of always going. Um, 
at the same time, though, at the same time, I don't remember anything from it. You know, that was during those days when the hobby was still new. You didn't really understand the subtleties of the hobby. You didn't understand storytelling. It really was like an adolescent male power fantasy, quite All honestly. Right. I, I so mean, then as a person you. who becomes an adult and eligible to vote or later on eligible to drink, whatever that time frame was for you, what is the longest campaign you've run as an adult game master? Um, I am going to go out on a limb and say nine months. But we came to an ending, and we did absolutely everything that I planned on doing. Interesting. But see, I don't design campaigns episode by episode. It's so I don't. Even, I don't design campaigns. I think of things like TV shows. I think of things like movies. Okay. You know, and so in a campaign, if you want to talk about a campaign, a campaign is really just playing two or three adventures in the same world with the same characters. And those adventures are going to last anywhere from three to five sessions. Totally agree. Some people's idea and definition of what campaign is, has become this, there used to be this old candy bar. You guys remember marathon lasts a yes. good long time. Yes. So it was like this candy bar. It was like the stretch Armstrong. I'm totally dating myself. Fuck it. Uh, it's like the stretch Armstrong candy bars. <laughs> and there was like this country Western dude and he would pull this candy bar. And he'd go marathon lasts a good long time. And it'd be like this long, big, super. Yeah. I think campaigns, whether because of, you know, the, the, podcast or the streaming uh like it's taken on this mythic tolkien-esque responsibility when reality if you think about what campaign comes from which was from military campaigns some military campaigns lasted a week you know exactly so so yeah it's a series of engagements leading towards the accomplishment of a goal spot on now well i i completely agree with that definition gary but i i'm going to respectfully disagree with like i don't think it's a new thing to have um the campaign be like the i guess the end all be all i mean certainly wizards of the coast their modules that they're pumping out are designed for campaign play um as opposed to the old you know i guess one shot two shot adventures um but i know back in the day i mean you'd look you whether you're a player or a game master and you open up the basic set or your advanced D, whatever it is and you see level one to level 20 and you and your imagination starts running you're like oh man look at all the stuff i could possibly do at that level that's where you want to go you want to make it there uh, i know with like my homebrew crew and i guess this is sort of the source of my my sense of obligation to them at least is I, I can see my buddy Dan right now going, I just want to play a 20th level character, <laughs> you know, because we've time never gotten there because of various things that's happened. I'm telling you, time jump them. Come to the end of an adventure, give them but three years. I have, I have, well, see, here's the thing though. Like I, I, I have played those games and I think we talked about this on a prior podcast where someone says, Hey, I'm going to do a high level adventure, make 20th level characters or whatever. And no one knows how to play that character because they haven't been there when they were first level, fifth level and how the different abilities and powers, you know, interact with each other. And it's a mess. I've never had fun in quote unquote high level campaign. I want to say about high level campaigns is I agree with you. It's ridiculous to take characters and go from like zero to 20. Right. I, I mean, especially if you've never played 20th level characters before, but you can do it incrementally. 
And I will use Star Wars as an example of this, or really any, you know, sort of trilogy. You have this first adventure, which is going to lead into a second adventure. But in between those two adventures, there is a period of time that passes. When we were kids and there would be a sequel to a movie, we just all assumed that, you know, unless they told us otherwise, right, it was at least as long as it took to make the movie, you know what I mean? I never got the impression between Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back that that was an instantaneous, you know, jump. Mm-hmm. So the idea of having a time gap and saying, hey, you know what? You guys have spent the last nine months to a year and a half or whatever mapping out this new system and setting up a base. In that time, you've gained about four to five levels. So let's go through, not the whole 20, right? Like four to five levels. And let's talk about what you've been doing, you know, in between then to sort of earn this, what's been going on. And then in between two and three, you know, you have that whole jump, you know, after Empire where Luke obviously is still having to learn to be a Jedi and put together his lightsaber and track down, you know, Boba Fett and Han Solo and everything else. There was a gap. We didn't see that gap. Don't give him 20 levels, but, you know, four to five. Anyway, that's. That's my advice. And then that. Luke learns well how to be me. a Jedi in a week. Or was it even a week? It was like, it was like three days. I, Yeah, who knows, man? Uh, who knows? But so, I, I, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I just, I wanted to continue because I, I, I enjoy hearing how different your game mastering experience has been from mine and from what it sounds like to some degree, also, Matthews. Um, so, as you go from you know from system to system, or you move and you don't, you may or may not feel that you might have gone through burnout or being tired. Okay, it's a very sweet euphemism. We'll run with that. You were tired. Um, did you find that it was harder and harder to find players because you were able to move on cleanly? Do you have a hard time finding and sourcing players? Have you gone through dry spells of trying to find people because you are? No. The only time I've ever had a dry spell trying to find players is just when life has been extremely busy for me as well as everyone else. Sure. Which, of course, being a dad and a musician, life <laughs> yeah. also starts off. So. I, don't, I don't have a typical schedule. You know what I mean? If right. if it wasn't for the vid floating around, you know, I might be in a van for two or three weeks right now, you know? Wow. Um, so I don't have, but that's the thing is I don't have a, a problem. For, no, I really don't. And I think a lot of that is not to toot my own horn, but I think it's because I've put a lot of thought into how to incorporate story into a game. You know, the one thing that I pride myself on, I may screw the rules up, but you're, the characters are going to be fun. You know what I mean? Like, we're all going to have fun in some way. How recent was your last campaign, and how long did it last? Um, the last campaign was actually probably about a year ago. Um, and it had lasted approximately six months. Um, it was... Um, trying to think of the actual timing what system we didn't, we didn't play every week it was genesis um and that system you know the great thing about genesis and the whole narrative dice thing is i very rarely i can come up with a seed i mean a, the very seed of an idea for an adventure 
I can well, take a bad yeah, guy. You showed, and an you showed idea. that with Star Wars uh, a couple weeks ago. You did great. Yeah, with but with the narrative dice, and, and when you get players who know what's going on with that, they will form the story for you. You know, and I and I do. You know, I I want to. I don't know what it was I was reading, but I didn't stay with Dungeons and Dragons that long when I was a kid. I wasn't the kid that played just Dungeons and Dragons from '84 to '94. You know. Um, I played Star Frontiers. <laughs> I remember ordering a copy of Villains and Vigilantes and waiting six to eight weeks for it to get to me by mail. You know, oh. um, <laughs> I did not. I liked the concept of the role playing game, and I liked to see what other people did with it. Um, it's kind of the way I feel about MMOs. I love the concept of MMOs. I just haven't found one I like yet. Mm. All right, so we've done a fine job of looking at what are some of the things that can cause or create burnout. I think we've also though come up with some remedies. So I've been I've been I've been taking notes too, Matt. So you got you inspired me. I was like, you know what? Let me start putting this down. So I I, I Gary mentioned earlier, play the system first. Um, that's pretty important because if you play the system as a player you'll kind of get an idea of what your player's experience is going to be like. So you can better prepare for it. Right. I mean, is that the, is that the premise you get, you get comfortable Agreed. with it. So, Agreed. so, so that's something. All right. Yeah. Then I also heard, and this was another one from Gary, uh, escalate the end game. So look, whether it's a time jump and you find a good stopping point in your campaign right now, when they're level three or seven or eight, and then all of a sudden come to a big, you know, cliffhanger, and then you pick up a month or two later and bump them up four or five levels or move them to the end game. Escalating the end game might give you that big – it's like the uh, the marathon runners. Like they – again, marathon lasts a good long time. They run and run and run and run and run and run, but then they learn to pace themselves for that final sprint. And boy, they pick up all that energy. So maybe you know, for those game masters out there and you're feeling a little bit you know, tired, you know – Maybe it's time to shake it up. Uh, I thought about this one because I think, Gary, you mentioned this one also a few uh, couple months ago. Like drop a meteor or something on the world. Like just do something, just like something crazy uh, yeah. to just, you know, kill Leia. That was, I think that was, that was your drop a meteor moment. Uh, yeah. Vader kills Leia. Uh, something Real just quick. Completely. Just to get, yeah, drop a meteor. And when you say escalate the end game, Look, know what your ending encounter is. You may not know how your players get to it. You may not know where, you know, uh, geographically in your imaginary world it's going to take place, but know basically what the ending of that adventure is, right? The aliens invade New York, whatever, right? Whatever that thing is, and drop it on them. If the game goes stale, drop it. Do it. Definitely. So let's see. We also, uh, this is a great one breaks, shorter sessions, and that will probably preserve many a game master's internal energies more than anything. You just conserve it. Uh, don't feel that you have to play the seven or eight hour weekend marathon. For some of us, we're just too fucking old. Um, and, but for others, you run out of that creative um, improv. Uh, ability 
and it starts to kind of lose its luster. If you, even if you get two of the finest actors and put them on stage opposite one another and they make magic for an hour of improv, that stuff's going to, that, that there's a reason why stand-up comedians usually don't go over 90 minutes. So, right. you know, uh, let's see, here was another one. Hey, real quick. I just wanted to mention something again about the ending and burnout. A GM, a dungeon master, a game master, whatever, your sense of satisfaction, you're going to get a lot of little bumps of good feeling when your players have a good time and something goes off the way you want. But that true feeling of satisfaction is going to be when you tie that story up at the end in a nice little bow and everybody's sitting around the table with their jaws kind of on the floor begging you to play those characters again. Definitely. I'm just saying. Definitely. Sorry. No, no, you're good. Matthew, you mentioned about the importance of uh, rewinding, uh, reducing complexity or rewinding to an earlier game state, uh, whether it's in the campaign or the system. Have you found a lot of benefit with that? Or was that just because you kind of did that later on in your game master career? Yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you, uh, when we got, you know, when I, I did the soft reboot and we started playing uh, again, once uh, the quarantine rules uh, lifted, uh, it felt good. It really felt good. Uh, and I think that's one of the reasons why I feel so conflicted with how I feel about burnout right now, um, because I don't want to disappoint my homebrew crew because these guys are more than just, I mean, they're, they're family, you know? Uh, uh, so maybe, uh, so I'm actually, I think my target, uh, if, I, if my uh, uh, pull the trigger uh, step away sites are on anybody, it's going to be on a different game. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to say, to I completely agree. With you, that Matt, might be. Matt, I completely but... agree with you. I really do. Who's the new hottie? Well, this goes into another remedy: switching the system or switching the role. You're still a game master, and so, but sometimes it is time to 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 put something on the shelf for a little while. Or in the case of Marvel superheroes, for me, thirty years, um, and <laughs> you know, you go and discover, have that sense of discovery. You get to be a student again. There's something to be said about being a student of a system again, and not being the subject matter expert. Then you get to kind of learn it with your players. That's engaging. That's that's collaborative. It's a different type of collaboration. I would definitely agree with that. Um, going back to the Halloween game I just played on Saturday, um, we that was supposed to be a one shot, and it is. Those players, I killed those characters. Uh, the Xenomorph got them, uh, but everyone had such a good time afterwards. While we're just kind of having a few beers and eating some pizza, all of a sudden they started talking about. They're like, "So aliens got two modes of play: the cinema one shot and campaign." And I was like, "Yeah." It's like they're like, but did you be open to running an alien campaign? And I was like, uh, yeah, I found myself wow. saying yes, because the system is so new and, and, and just, it's simple. It's fun. It's fast paced. I highly recommend hey. everyone. In fact, I might do our, my next one shot with you guys might be alien. Uh, so it was just so much fun. That, you know what? I'm going to bring it up later. Do your, do your thing. Keep going. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, I was pretty much done. I was just saying, like, I agree, like, switching things up. Um, uh, in fact, with my homebrew crew, they might be willing to stop playing 5e and convert their characters to an earlier edition and just play. Because I know my one buddy, a couple of my friends are very nostalgic for, like, so, second edition. So, real quick, you know? um, I played in a group for a while 
that I, I learned quite a bit from actually. Um, and one of the things I found interesting is that I was not invited to play a particular role playing game. I was invited to come to game night, to gaming night, right? Or his game groups night. It was almost implied that we were going to be switching games um, without him ever telling me. When I showed up, we were playing um, Feng Shui, I think. I don't know. I must not have liked it that much. But anyway, we were playing, I I think it's called Feng Shui, whatever that role-playing weird system is and then you know after the campaign was over we played board games you know in between it was a gaming group and i just wonder if that wouldn't maybe kind of reframing you know you call it your homebrew crew and i know that everybody's really into that game but if you can just kind of like slowly reframe that into you know game group you know what i mean Oh, no, I, well, there's already, no, you're absolutely right. Well, there's already someone who I didn't even expect. He's like a quiet player, uh, but really into his character. Like he started quoting um, uh, uh, Maximus from Gladiator in, in a scene that I was running a, uh, last two months ago. Uh, he had like this samurai sword in his hand. He steps up and he just starts, you know, doing this thing and i'm like holy cow where did you come from uh and uh well he's apparently been working on some kind of campaign is of his own like he wants to try dming and i never saw that coming he's n- never uh dm'd a game before That's really cool. um, other players yeah other players in my homebrew crew have run games in the past so we do switch off i mean that is something it's just like this one i've been it's two years in the making and i i because we only play once a month, uh, so it's 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 very important, you know, that we spend our time wisely and uh, and and do something. That's why, again, part of my obligation I feel is they want to get to twentieth level. I'd love to see them at twentieth level. I have this awesome dragon. I spent some money on the miniature. It's going to be so amazing when it happens, and who knows how it's going to turn out. But I got to get them there, and uh, they're halfway yeah. there, <laughs> you know. So. But uh, but no, I agree. I agree. I think that's a good way of framing your group is not just it's it's not your gaming group. It's not your uh, campaign. It's your 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 your. It's not your D and D. It's not your Star Wars game. It's your gaming group, and you guys can pass off, take turns, and I think that's very important because that allows you to recharge and you get to see what another person does as a game master. Yeah. And maybe you learn something. You know. Yeah. So. I, uh, I'm, I, it's funny you mentioned that. That's a, I'm, I have a more concentrated approach, a little bit of what you're talking about, which is variety in gaming. What I mean by concentrated is that instead of the, cause I got three different groups I'm running right now and I'll be picking up a fourth one later, um, when we start our Marvel one, but I also want to continue to nurture my nine-year-old niece, Audrey's, uh, excitement and sense of wonder in what these sort of games can mean. So, uh, yeah, she, we, her and I, we did our pared down version of just theater of the mind and she just adored it. She came over for football with her dad on, uh, yesterday. And she was just like, when are we going to play again? When are we going to play again? That's my favorite game in the whole world. And that's cool. And that's great. But I want to also nurture, other games with her and so uh hero quest there's the um 
it's a there's a reboot hasbro is doing a uh, kickstarter and yep. uh, look it, it's not a very complex game it's the kind of game you outgrow as a teenager and you move to more complex games uh but for my niece yeah, I'm getting the mythic tier, and that's going to be one other thing that we do <laughs> to uh, go ahead and and to just kind of continue to ferment her ideas and her imagination, and giving her another way and an avenue of doing that. So, what was that game back in the '80s with the tower? Dark Tower. Dark Tower. Yeah, yeah. Man, they go for money. We released that, so I could not learn how to play it again. Yeah, they go, they go, they go for money, but, uh, but yeah, you know, to kind of put a pin a little bit on a lot of this, the last remedy that I'll offer, and then I'll just shut up for the rest of it because I probably have over talked this this one with us. But uh, it was such a great topic though because I, I really it inspired me because I've seen this happen with players before, so I felt your pain, Matthew, and I just I you inspired you oh, inspired good. me there. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to turn this into like you know no, I'm sitting no, on the couch no, and you guys are sitting there taking notes. So so yeah. So yeah. The, the, the ultimate remedy, <laughs> one of the things I think that we've all three discovered ourselves, for however long we're able to make this thing run with game masters get away, but even beyond, is find other game masters as sounding boards, and find a way. Yes, forums you can do that. Some people can be kind of prickish or aloof or very uh, elitist on forum boards. You'll only get so much out of that. Or some people can swing the whole other way of the spectrum and be like overly game master centric, uh, over advocates. But finding people that you can look in the eyeballs and have a fun conversation, not just about being a player, but about running a game. Uh, for us, we're getting this vocal component. So it adds a certain extra layer of, uh, of auditory empathy uh, that we three are able to draw off of. And I, and, and I think, you know, we can all say all three of us have maybe gotten something out of these discussions, what they've provoked that will help us in the future. Should we find ourselves encountering, as Gary puts it, getting a little sleepy, <laughs> getting a little tired. <laughs> Bored. Yeah. I, you know what, Matt, I'm, you are a much more polite person than I am. Cause I don't have a problem with telling people, Hey, you know what? I'm getting kind of tired of this, you know, like I really, it, it's, I don't, you know, for a long time, even before I thought of getting game masters together for a podcast, I've, I've thought about writing just about being a GM and how we have to play in games that excite us. You know, our, our enthusiasm mm -hmm. for a game will, we'll see that on our players' faces. Absolutely. You know, the, the way we yeah. come into something. So, and, and I, and, and I, and that's just kind of life experience in general. You know, I, there was a, a summer camp I worked at for a few years um, for kids who had special needs and we worked hard. We worked 12, 14 hour days for something like 13 weeks straight. You know, I mean, it was, and I'm, and I don't mean Saturday and Sundays off. I mean, like you got a night off a week, you know? Um, and there would be days where you had to go to like arts and crafts with these kids and you're just like, there's nothing left in you to give, 
but you just smile anyway and you go in there and you march and you clap and you sing your song and everybody does it with you, you know? Um, if you're not feeling it, especially with the game, I mean, you're not trying to mold a life here. You're just trying to hang out with your bros. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Well, I think uh, part of my thing here is because, um, and I, 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 uh, I don't know why I kept focusing on the homebrew crew today. I guess maybe because I feel they're so, obviously the most important. They're my bros, team. you know. So sorry to your other game. Yeah, dudes, um, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Gary told me to do it, guys. <laughs> Click. <laughs> but uh, no. Uh, uh, but like this was something. This is something. Uh, this particular game is something I've never done before. Actually, design a world, put into place uh, some of my personal philosophy on world design and and campaign design and so i'm kind of invested in that way uh and then the fact that these guys who were a little hesitant at first started seeing some of my rough drafts on things that i had been writing and sending out and just jumped in they're like wow this is actually really good and they they met me halfway you know That's what important. i mean uh, That's very, and uh, it's an understated yeah. part of 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 running a game yeah. Right. Right. So uh, that's part of where my obligation is also coming from. It's kind of selfish. Like I, I, I want to see this to its yeah. conclusion. And, um, uh, uh, and so I think, I think at the end of the day, I've just been eating too much cake. I got a tummy ache. I'm not tired, but I'm, I've, I got a tummy ache and I think I, I definitely will be pulling back from other games. Hey, Matt, um, if, if you, in fact, oh, sorry, go ahead. I said, Oh, I was just going to say, in fact, I sent an email out after, uh, as I always do, after a, a game session. So after this Halloween session, I sent out a game or an email, and I said, hey, guys, this was great, blah, blah, blah. Sorry, some of you couldn't make it. It was fun. You missed out. This is a really fun thing. And then I told them, hey, guys, I might be pulling back after this next session. I'll explain more. But I think after tonight's conversation, I'm going to send another email. I think I'm going to say everything I said in that last email. Ignore it. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> well, let it. I mean, we'll, we'll see. Don't make any snap decisions. You really have to think about what's going to be fun, you know, for you. And I, I just, I, I hate to see games become. You know, you should never be like, ah, oh, I got to plan this session. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. Like, I'm a firm believer that the DM has to have fun, too. Like, the the sort of attitude that you see in, in today, in, I guess, currently is the DM has to say yes to everything. I'm a firm believer of the opposite. No, the game master should be saying no to set boundaries because that's where, like, conflict arises. And that's where you, there's, there's this obstacle that the player has to figure out if you say yes to everything. Where's the fun in that, you know? Um, and, and so I, I'm, I'm with you. And uh, I, I, I'm purposefully not mentioning some gotcha. of my other games. I'll, I'll leave it at that. So uh, because there's definitely like issues. Um, was it uh, number five conflict management? There's definitely issues in some of my other games there. Um, things like that. And uh, uh, I, well, yeah. Um, I tell you what, if you would like, I think it would be kind of cool uh, if you want to get together off air and talk about your game and maybe me and you can bang out some ideas to maybe make it a little more interesting or or whatever. I would not have a problem doing that at all with you, Matt. So just let me know. Oh, thanks, Ben. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. consider it. Absolutely. Um, I, I don't want to wrap anything up too early. I know we 
it's been a little bit, but I do have sort of a surprise announcement kind of thing that I haven't told anyone about at all, except for I'm about to tell y'all. So um, let me know when we're there. I don't, I think, uh, you know, Matt, I, th- I think we've given a lot of good suggestions. I wish I had more to tell you. You know, I really do. I think it's a lot of it is about how you design your games and your players and everything else. But I don't know. Maybe it is the system. Do you think it's real quick? And I've been meaning to ask this all night. Can a game burn you out just because of the system? Well, I mean, that is an excellent question. Um, that is an excellent question, and um, I'm going to say a tentative yes, and the reason is thus. I started this game uh, about two years ago, this campaign, two years ago, two and maybe a little over two years ago, and um, like I said, I, I was tweaking rules to kind of fit like this idea, this feel, um, and at the time, I don't think I realized that I was kind of feeling nostalgic for like an older sort of traditional uh, uh osr type game that was before i really knew what the osr was it was kind of on my periphery and then maybe three four five months later i find lamentations of the flame princess and i start reading through it and i'm like holy crap this is what i should be using but my players weren't interested so i just kept going I have eight players, and that's a lot for me, and I think it's a lot for a 5th edition game because there's just so much going on in a single combat where a combat can take two, three hours. It's ridiculous. Um, I've gone to like a, a, a combination of um, theater of the mind and uh, miniatures just to kind yeah. of move some of this stuff along um, and not bog down the game uh, with combat. Um, and I do think that's a problem with 5th edition. Anyway, so I, I'm going to say a tentative yes. Um, but like my players, they, they seem to be having fun. Um, they seem, they, they, they seem to be enjoying their, uh, characters. Um, I like kind of where this is going. It's just, I've been doing a lot of fifth edition. (laughs) Just so much. Brian, you don't seem to me like you've ever really been burnt out on 5e. Like you, it seems that through our talks, it appears to me that you have been curious about other systems. You know, I mean, I, I I went through. I I I knew when I was in burnout. I'm I'm very self aware. I know if I'm having fun as a game master. Um, I know if I'm if I'm invested, and I know if I'm just doing lip service just to just go through the numbers of five room dungeon design just to get through. I I know I know what I enjoy and, and what, what I like and what draws me in. Um, you know, both of you mentioned the importance, uh, you have to enjoy it. You've got to enjoy what you do. Your players will find you out. And when you did that aliens, um, thing, I'm sure your player saw a smile on your face or just that little extra something. Yep. And they tapped into that. They tapped into what you were putting out there, Matthew, even if even if you didn't know you were putting that up because they've played with you long enough to see when you're having a good time. Because, look, when the DM's not having a good time, players can still probably have a good time because there's beer and D20. But yeah. when the DM's having a good time and the players are having a good time, well, I mean, that's just – that's a symphony. 
And yeah. that's what we're that's what we're craving. For me, my what what changed my entire it was a paradigm shift. I quit falling in love with systems. I quit falling in love with world design. I quit falling in love with how I could tinker and make something better. I quit falling in love uh, with trying to find the next best thing. And I started falling in love with my player characters. That changed everything for me. When I started loving player characters, my burnout never happens because I don't know where the story is going to go. I don't have a predetermined anything. It's a mystery to me. I get to watch it evolve. So I had to really change and invert the way that I enjoyed, prepared, and designed my sessions. And it made all the difference for me. I agree. All of the above, man. All of the above, I think. Brian, I think you said something really great there in that you know, when you're looking at your player characters, you're investing time into the player characters. The players are investing time into the characters. They're having more fun. You're having more fun. I think that's great. <laughs> you know, um, that's a, a one of the better attitudes. Um, I think that a lot of people may think they're tired of a system when maybe they just need a break in general, you know. Um, I don't think any, as much as I like all of these systems that I've read and played and everything else, I mean, none of them has, I don't think they've really made my games that much better. I think Genesis or Star Wars is the exception just because of the power that the players have over the story, which is, is similar, although not quite to the extreme, um, like fate does something similar as well. Fate core. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. It's systems are a weird thing. I think you can look to systems for inspiration on how to tell a story. I think band of blades is a really good example of that. Um, so yeah, look at your characters, enjoy, you know, read other systems, even if you don't play them, just read them and steal their ideas. Look at pictures from the books. Incorporate those into your stories. I I think that sometimes you just get bored. You know, I think sometimes... Look, I love Star Wars. And I haven't watched a Star Wars movie in probably nine months. You know, it's my favorite IP. That and Marvel. I haven't touched them. Mandalorian so, this weekend, brother. Mandalorian. Dude, I am so yeah, excited. Yeah. Okay, are we yep. in a good place uh, to kind of bring this to a sort of close? Matthew, Matt, are we in a good place? I, I, are we in a good place, I, brother? I think so. I'll, I'll send you guys the uh, $100 psychologist fee. I'll take it. I will take it. Yeah. All right, I will take it. Um, <laughs> so listen, I was thinking, I know... Uh, it's completely the opposite of what Matt's going through right now. I have more time to play right now. And I have every other Sunday afternoon to play or every after every other Sunday um, afternoon or evening to play. And I believe I'm going to start a bi-weekly Discord game. 
I am going to start a bi-weekly Discord game. Anybody, That's the right attitude. That's the right attitude. Um, any of the hosts or either of you guys um, obviously have first shot if you'd like to play. And uh, obviously our listeners as well. And I will not go recruiting friends until, you know, I need to go outside and recruit people. But I'm going to do a real simple – and I think what it's going to be called um, – is any given every other Sunday. Um, that's awesome. <laughs> that's, a, that's a t-shirt. That's great. Yeah. Are you there? Okay. Uh, yeah. So I think it's going to be called any given every other Sunday. We are probably going to use my homebrew rules because there are some things that I want to test because I am in the process of a writing project. The writing project is well underway. Um, course this is like the third draft but it's kind of you know my personal take on gming as well as the very simple rules that my home group uses but it's it's more about putting a game together and how i think about putting games together and all that kind of good stuff so this kind of goes hand in hand so if anybody is interested there is the Facebook site. Send me a message dm me whatever you need to do if you want in on this yeah, but any given every other Sunday, um, we're going to get together for a one-shot or an episodic uh, role-playing game. Rock and roll. So awesome. There you go, man. And I would it would be great, you know, if, if you guys want to be there, that's fine. If you can't make it, that's cool. Uh, but when I do get the players for it, we're not just going to get together and, and jump in <clears throat> and start playing. I want to, you know, create some characters and take our time about it and explain the system. This may be recorded but it, i do not plan on using it for a podcast so just know that i'm not i'm not asking anybody to come be on the podcast or anything right now this is just an every other sunday gaming group and we could get together as early as this sunday afternoon so if you're interested let me know i can uh put together an event on facebook uh for you yeah, that'd be and, great. Uh, that way, uh, listeners can, uh, I think they can then just jump on that or something and yeah. just click, yes, I'm interested. And tell your friends, you know, tell your buddy that ran Star Wars or whatever, you know, tell anybody in your gaming group. Um, but this is going to kill a few birds with one stone. I want to play more. You know, I'm not playing a whole lot right now. Um it gives me something to do on Sunday afternoon after my kid goes home because I'm typically a little lost. What am I going to do with myself? Um, you know, and it's helping me with this uh, writing project that is underway. So, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, hey. Wait, you know, I, I don't I, get to put oh, my curveball in? I don't have a curveball? I'm curve sorry. Ball? Go for it. Go I got a curveball. I'd like right, to throw a curveball. Uh, so I would also like to say, and of course, Matt, you're you're invited uh if, if you want to hop on a plane gary you, you live in austin okay if you would ever want to come in and participate in a session it'd probably be 5e because that's all i'm running right now with most most people but it might be the marvel game if you ever want to come down i've got an extra bedroom we got a three bedroom my stepson's in the marine so he's gone if you ever want to come in for a weekend and drive down to Houston, I'd be honored to run a game. Or if you'd like, 
I would also be open to driving up to Austin on a Friday and running a Saturday. I'm a day gamer because I like to drink, but I would like to offer also that I would be more than honored to, to come up and play or come up and run a game uh, in person. Uh, well, dude, so. that is bad to the bone because <laughs> I have been looking for an excuse to go to Houston because there is this girl, this nurse I know. Oh, my God. I just it's on, brother. Enough excuses to get up there. So um, I'm definitely taking you up on that. Your people talk to my people, but I can say I got an upstairs uh, room. It's yeah. it's themed after David Lynch. It's a David Lynch Twin Peaks bedroom. Ah. You can crash in there. You got your everything. I'm right down near uh, West Houston, Galleria area. So the invite is open. Uh, Matt. You're a lawyer. You can afford a plane, right? I mean, the 39, <laughs> 39 bucks, you know, you just take the one. Yeah. Just Look. buy a plane, dude. It's large. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I, student loans, man. Student, student loans. loans. Oh, I just want, I know she's not listening, but if, if Nurse Tony's out there listening, I'm coming, girl. No. <laughs> <laughs> TMI. TMI, brother. <laughs> Making that charisma check. Look at you. On my way. All right, guys. Hey, thanks a lot. That was great. And I definitely, I'm going to look for a time. A good yeah, time for I'll send you some dates. Uh, I'll, I'll send you uh, a bunch of dates when I'm not running or when I'm running, <sighs> whatever you, you want to do. How, so we'll work it you out. You know how scary Houston is to someone that's lived in Austin for 20 years? I oh, my God. God. Yeah. I hear you. I, I hear to, you, bro. I have to put on my big boy Hey, pants. like I said, I'll come up there because that'll give me a chance to also stop by Jester King. So there you go. Oh, right on. All right, guys. <laughs> well, hey, thanks a lot, Matt. I hope we helped out. And like I say, absolutely, send me a message or or whatever, and let's get together, and maybe we can bang out some ideas for your your uh, adventure and get you get you moving. Cool. All right, I will talk to you guys later. Guys, have a great Halloween. Be spooky. Bye bye. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Happy Halloween, everyone. Take care. Good night, everybody. think Matt's gonna be okay I think he's gonna be okay hugs Matt don't worry about it man you're gonna make it through this um you know what guys play these games to have fun as soon as it feels like a responsibility in my opinion you're doing something wrong unless somebody's paying you to do this you're under no obligations to do anything but entertain yourself and bring your friends along for the ride um, and hopefully they'll find it entertaining as well so, um, thanks for joining us again. Listen, check out the Facebook page. Um, I'm not really sure when we're going to start, but I do want to put together the Any Given Every Other Sunday gaming group, and I'm already kind of looking at stories and how I might want to structure things. Don't worry about it if you can't commit for like a year of your life or something like that. It's not the way I run games. We would be looking at um, every other Sunday afternoon, I don't know, once or twice say a month right we'll do we'll do two parters or maybe we'll we'll do two parters but they'll turn into episodics i'll figure something out dude i'll figure something out to where people can just jump in and out so that uh, you don't have to feel like it's some kind of big chore anyway thanks for joining us and uh yeah see you next week